Welcome this 11th Sunday after Pentecost. Wherever you are listening, whatever is happening in your life, however you may be struggling, we invite you into this space, one where you can hear the good news and proclamation spoken and sung, a time when you can be still and know God is God. In Isaiah, we hear that God's house shall be a house of prayer for all people and that God will gather the outcasts of Israel. The Canaanite woman in today's gospel is a Gentile, an outsider, who is unflinching in her request that Jesus heal her daughter. As Jesus commends her bold faith, how might our church extend its mission to those on the margins of society? And how might we think differently about Jesus and his realization that the Gentiles belong to God just as much as the house of Israel does? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia. Jesus preached the good news of the kingdom and cured every sickness among the people. Alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia. Today's Gospel lesson is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, verses 10 through 28. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached him and said, do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? Jesus answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Leave them alone. They are blind guides. And if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to Jesus, Explain this parable to us. And Jesus said, Are you still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth goes into the stomach and out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart comes evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands, that does not defile. Then Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And just then a Canaanite woman from the region came and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. Jesus answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. 
She said, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was instantly healed. Holy wisdom, holy word. Hi, my name is Dave Browariki. I'm an ELC pastor who lives in Portland, and I work with Lutheran Disaster Response as a consultant for uh, you all in Alaska and Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and Montana. Preachers usually talk about the Canaanite woman and her faith when they preach on this sermon from Matthew chapter 15. But what caught my imagination was this notion of defilement in the first part of the story. What is it that defiles a person? It's not a very common word, you know? We don't use it very often. And, and I'm not sure exactly what it means, but it seems to be like, you know, taking something and making it, you know, not so good. And I think I thought about defilement because I'm getting really tired of, of wearing these masks, you know? I, you gotta wear your mask around town and you can't see people and, I actually feel it in my gut. When I'm walking down the street and somebody comes and they see me and they stop and then they go out and around and it feels like there's something wrong with me. Now, I know it's not personal and usually we will, you know, wave and say hi and make it okay, but but it's hard for me and I know it's for other people as well. And I wonder sometimes if that sense of people coming to you and then moving away is maybe what the Canaanite woman felt like or what other people feel like, this feeling of defilement. So anyway, as I looked at Matthew 15 with this notion of defilement, I uh, of course looked up the Greek word in the New Testament because um, because that's what pastors do, right? And we go look at the word. And the word in Greek for defilement is koinoi. It sounds sort of like the word common, doesn't it? Koinoi, common. And literally what it means is to make something special common. Now, I would have thought that defilement means to make something common kind of nasty, right? Like, like the Pharisees say to Jesus, why don't your disciples wash their hands before they eat? They defile themselves. And the notion there would be that, you know, we should wash our hands and keep things clean, but they don't. So, you know, that's kind of wrong. But Jesus says to them, you don't even know what the word means, do you? Why do you Pharisees defile the elders and teach people that they are folks of no account? Now, I would have said that to defile means to seek something common and make it nasty. You know, like you should wash your hands because they don't wash their hands, they're dirty, and they defile themselves. But that's not what the word means. The word does not mean taking something common and making it nasty. The word means taking something special, amazing, holy, wonderful, beautiful, uncommon, and making it ordinary. So Jesus kind of says to them, like, you don't even know what the word means, do you? Why do you Pharisees defile the elders with false teachings? You teach to people that they can take old people's money and just give it away, and it's okay. But our elders are not common people. They are a treasure to us. Their heart, their wisdom, 
they are so important to the tribe. You defile, says Jesus. So Jesus' point, of course, is that we don't cheapen life by whether or not we wash our hands, although that's important for health reasons, but we cheapen life by what we say and how we disregard people. We don't honor each other the way that we should. Now the disciples seem to think that Jesus hurts the Pharisees' feelings when he says this. But Jesus says, look at these guys, your leaders. They don't care about you. They are like the blind, leading the blind, and we're all going to crash and burn with them in charge. Peter says, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Where are you going with this, Jesus? Jesus says, look at them and listen. Evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, lies, slander. These things come out of cold, dark hearts. And they are what defile us. So, Jesus honors the Canaanite woman, eventually, because of her faith. He stops defiling her like she was a person of no account, and, she on, and he honors her. We honor our elders. We feed the hungry, we care for the sick, we play with our children, because we do not want to hide the beauty that is them. That's why I don't like these stupid masks. I, I can't see people smile at me. I can't, I can't enter into the joy and the beauty of their life. But we can override that, right? I mean, we can smile with our eyes. We can wave our hands. We can say hello. And we can share words of compassion. So, in the wake of disasters, like the coronavirus pandemic. Remember, I'm the disaster guy, right? So in the wake of disasters, this always happens. We lose our homes, we lose our jobs, we lose our elders. Sometimes we forget how to be decent with one another. And what happens in the disasters is sometimes we feel like the very earth herself has turned against us. And we feel ordinary, unloved, common. But we are not. And we can't feel that way. We can't feel that way as people who have experienced the love of Jesus Christ. And if our politicians and our leaders were not tell us that, then let me do it. You are loved. You are a child of God, full of beauty and wisdom and a fun-loving spirit and gifts of artistry and a heart full of compassion and care. You are anything but ordinary. You are absolutely amazing. And that's what defilement means. It means to forget that you and your neighbor and the people who live down the street are amazing creatures of God. We lose the beauty of life. And that's why Jesus gets so mad in this conversation. Because the leaders are actually defiling the people. So, here's your job, brothers and sisters. Through your words, in your actions, from your heart, let your 
neighbor know that they matter. Let them know that you stand with them in the midst of difficult situations. If you can't smile with your mouth, smile with your eyes. If there's not food to share, honor them with your presence. Pray together, be there, remind them how valuable they are. And listen to the wise ones, to the elders. They have been here before and they remember. Let us be those in the midst of hard times who proclaim the undying love of God in Jesus Christ and the beauty of every single person we meet. May it be so, in Jesus' name, amen. Confident of your care and helped by the Holy Spirit, we pray for the church, the world, and all who are in need. Lord, you gather the church to be part of your mission as ambassadors of Jesus Christ. As Jesus acknowledged the great faith of a woman from outside his people, help your church discover and find blessing in the faith of people we might reject. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. You have blessed us with the bounty of the earth. Grant your grace to all your creatures that the earth will flourish. Relieve waters choked by garbage, renew soils stripped of nutrients, and renew the air all creatures need to live. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. You call the nations to be glad and sing for joy. 
Let your way be known among all the nations of the world, now divided by competing interests, contending alliances, and consumed by enormous worry. Bless us and make your face shine upon all. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. You show unexpected mercy, kindness, and generosity. We pray for those who do not have enough, for outcasts in our villages, cities, and towns, and for those who need your healing. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. In you we live and move and have our being. Grant our congregation, Queen Anne Lutheran Church, grace to find our life refreshed in you. Accompany us in the rhythms of the seasons. Give us rest and renewal and strengthen us for mission in your name. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For who or what else do the people of God pray? Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Your promises are more than we could ever imagine. As you gather all the saints, join us also with them on the great day of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In the certain hope that nothing can separate us from your love, we offer these prayers to you through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We thank you for joining us for this service. If you would like to hear other services or access the newest edition of The Quill, our newsletter, we invite you to go to our website at queenannelutheran.org. Receive now the blessing. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve you. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord.